Dinger Discussions Podcast, your go-to podcast for all things Major League Baseball. My name is Matthew Guir, and I thank you for listening today. So, this week, we are going to be focusing on the American League offseason recap. Last week, we did the National League offseason recap. If you have not already heard that, I would definitely ask that you go back and listen to that. Um, you know, we're basically breaking down all 15 teams, uh, you know, this week in the American League, uh, breaking down any additions that they made to their roster. That's basically it. Going to be giving you contract details, um, small opinions here or there. Not going to really dive in too deep because I do have um, another string of episodes coming where I'm kind of going to go into each division in baseball, give my thoughts, and then that's when I'll um, give, you know, more opinions on, like, in-depth opinions on, um, each team and what they did this offseason. This is more of a, um, this is more of just, like, a facts-based thing, not really going to be doing takes or anything like that. So, without further ado, why don't we start in the American League East, kicking it off with the Boston Red Sox. They definitely had themselves an interesting offseason. Um, I did say I wasn't going to be talking about players leaving, but obviously something as big as Xander Bogart's leaving, getting Red Sox getting completely blown out of the water in terms of um, a deal. They kind of fumbled that situation. If you were to you know talk to a Red Sox fan, they definitely say that, um, an extension should have got done and it shouldn't have even gotten to free agency but I digress here we go with the signings that the Red Sox made they signed relief pitcher Chris Martin for two years 13 and a half million also relief pitcher Kenley Jansen two years 32 mil kind of shoring up that Boston bullpen uh, they signed longtime Dodger third baseman Justin Turner for two years, $21.7 million. Probably won't be playing in the field too much, obviously, because of Rafael Devers being there. So he's going to be slotted in as their DH, I'm assuming. They also brought in starting pitcher Corey Kluber on a one-year $10 million deal. They brought in Jorge Alfaro on a one-year $2 million deal. Deal, sorry, Him and Reese McGuire most likely going to be splitting time behind the dish there. They brought in, um, uh, sorry, outfielder Adam Duvall on a one-year $7 million deal, and they also traded from Kansas City Adalberto Mondesi, who has been and has had an injury-riddled career so far, but when he's on the field, he's really fun to watch, fast as you-know-what. Um, he could steal bags at will, it seems, but it just keep him out on the field like that. That's basically his been his thing. If he's on the field, he's great not normally on the field though so that's the Red Sox moving on to New York Yankees they brought back Anthony Rizzo on a two-year 40 million dollar deal that was really I believe that was like at the start of the offseason no that no that was after Judge I'm sorry and speaking of Aaron Judge brought in a Aaron brought back Aaron Judge nine years 360 million dollars the Yankees got their guy back, made him the captain very uh, shortly after that, so he's going to be in pinstripes for the rest of his life, and, you know, good for the Yankees. They didn't re-sign him. Are they really the Yankees anymore? That would have that team would have had a very, very, very different feel. Um, they also brought back re- relief pitcher Tommy Canely on a two-year $11.5 million deal, as well as starting pitcher Carlos Rodon 
or Rodon, not entirely sure how to pronounce it. Six years, $162 million. The Yankees now with a really, really, really solid, solid, solid um, rotation with Garrett Cole at the top, shortly followed by Carlos Rodon, Nestor Cortez, who had himself a great year last year, see if he could replicate that, and then Luis Severino, who we know can be elite. It's been injuries that have kind of held him back, but at the same time, when he's out there, really, really good. So, like those top four, I mean, the Yankees' uh, rotation can absolutely hang with anybody. Uh, moving on from the Yankees, we're going to go to Baltimore. They brought in first baseman Franchi Cordero. Yeah, how about that? Going from Rodon to talking about Franchi Cordero. One year, $1.35 million. Starting pitcher Kyle Gibson also on a one-year $10 million deal. They brought in Adam Frazier, one-year $8 million. Also on a one-year $8 million deal. Mike Hal Givens bringing him back after his stint in Colorado. And they also traded for James McCann from the Mets. And they traded for Swervin Cole Irvin from the Oakland Athletics who's definitely going to pitch a lot of innings for them this year. Um, James McCann, that's interesting. I didn't necessarily think about it too much when that deal actually went through, but, I mean, he's going to be a nice, uh, like, a veteran piece to have. Like, he hasn't been great the past couple years, but, I mean, as a veteran in the locker room type to have behind, backing up Adley Rushman, kind of show him the ropes a little bit. I mean, Adley already seems like he's a pro's pro, and I expect absolutely massive things from him this year but at the same time it's always great to have that so James McCann and then Cole Irvin like I mentioned moving on to the Tampa Bay Rays I only have one signing for them but it is in fact the largest total value contract that the Rays have ever given out in their entire history which of course only dates back to the 90s but still they brought in former Philly former National League champion Starting pitcher Zach Eflin on a three-year, $40 million deal. How crazy is that that that's the largest total value contract in their history? But regardless, anytime the Rays go out and get a pitcher, you know that they have to like what they see, and he's probably going to be absolutely disgusting next year, which, you know, as a Phillies fan, good for Zach. Also kind of scared that he's going to turn into an absolute monster, and I'm going to be like, well, where was this in Philly? But then again, that's the Rays machine. That's what they do to pitchers. They're able to unlock these guys, and you've seen what they've done to people, for example, to like a Jeffrey Springs, who was at bottom of the barrel, and they turned him into this perennial starter. Zach Eflin, who was like slotted into like the three spot for the Phillies for all of his career, um... You know, he slotted into the bullpen last year and was pretty effective. Have get You know, Tampa getting their hands on him now. He's probably going to be nasty. So uh, moving on from Tampa Bay, going to north of the border in, oh my God, I almost said Colorado, to Toronto, excuse me, to the Blue Jays. They brought in Kevin Kiermeyer on a one-year $9 million deal. They also brought in Chris Bassett, starting pitcher, of course, three-year 63 mil. First baseman Brandon Belt, one year, $9.3 million to kind of even out that lineup. They're pretty right-handed heavy, so having that left-handed bat, he won't be a everyday player necessarily, but, you know, off the bench, he's going to be serviceable. Brought in relief pitcher Eric Swanson from Seattle, and then, of course, the big trade they made, center fielder Dalton Varsho coming over from Arizona. They traded away, of course, Gabriel Moreno and also um, Lord Gurriel Jr., so with between Kevin Kiermeyer and Dalton Varsho, surely um, 
fixing up the uh, the outfield defense there. So that's nice to see. Also, another lefty in Varsho to kind of even out that uh, lineup, obviously having um, Vlad, Bo, um, George Springer. I'm sure I'm forgetting a name. You know, Christian Kirk's also a righty. All these guys are right-handed, kind of even that out a little bit. That for sure helps. And the Blue Jays, I mean, they already were last year, but with the additions they made this year, they look even scarier. I think that Chris Bassett uh, deal is going to look really, really good come, like, even, like, the All-Star break, much less come, like, playoff time uh, this upcoming season. So, yeah, that's going to round out the AL East. Uh, moving on to the American League Central, we're kind of moving pretty quickly here, but I want to keep this pretty tight. We're going to move on to the division winner last year, Cleveland Guardians. They didn't make too many moves, but the moves they did make, I really like. They brought in first baseman Josh Bell on a two-year, $33 million deal. Um, Josh Bell, again, you know, with all those young guys they have, um, it's nice to bring in that vet who kind of knows how things work. Switch hitting bat also is going to help out Josh Naylor, who seemingly can't really hit lefties at all whatsoever so I mean you might see a platoon there you might see a DH one of them it, it, it'll be better I think in that lineup it's just a balanced thing and they also brought in catcher Mike Zanino on a one-year six million dollar deal um, replacing Austin Hedges you know Mike Zanino not necessarily um, the best behind the dish he's gonna hit really he's going to hit for power which I think is something they desperately need in that lineup it's a lot of contact a lot of base hits and they can really you know obviously I mean they got to the DS last year so they've shown that you know they can win like that but I think again it's about balance uh, him and Josh Bell are going to provide some much needed power to that lineup moving on to Minnesota we're going to skip over Carlos Correa real quick. Uh, they brought in Christian Vasquez to catch three years, $30 million. They brought in Joey Gallo on a one-year $11 million deal to hopefully recapture what he had in Texas um, before he completely fell off a cliff in New York and then didn't really get better after he went over to the Dodgers. Um, so, you know, a much quieter environment, maybe more comfortable environment for Joey Gallo. Um he, they, the Twins look to, to recapture some of that magic he had in Texas. Um, you know, obviously their big signing was shortstop Carlos Correa, six years, $200 million, with four additional vesting years at $70 million each. Uh, I don't have the, uh, what would that be? I don't know. It's around like three something, but it's a little, eh. I mean, at six years, 200, that looks really good considering he got, what, like 350 initially, like 13 years, 350 from the uh, the Giants before the whole ankle fiasco thing, and then it went down to like 315 when the Mets were in, and then they pulled out because they apparently used the same doctor, and we talked about this a little bit when I talked about both the Giants and the Mets in the last episode, which again, if you have not listened to that, I highly recommend you go listen to that. Um... But yeah, I mean, the Twins, this is probably going to be my favorite signing of the offseason, even though they're re-signing him. Obviously, he was there last year, too. Um, yeah, I just, it's it's kind of the same as, as the Yankees bring back Judge to an extent of if the Twins, and it really seemed like they lost him, like, 
twice because he signed with two teams before ended up ending up back in Minnesota. But if they didn't have him going into this year, it would have been it would have been scary in Minnesota. It's kind of like you're not sure of the direction. But with Carlos Correa back in town, uh, the Twins are going to look to compete. And I mean, lineup wise, they look pretty good. But that that's going to be for another episode down the line. Um, and then finishing out, we got some trades in Minnesota as well. Uh, from Kansas City, they acquired Michael Taylor, who not much of a bat, but he's really he's pretty good defensively in the outfield. So he's going to be Byron Buxton insurance if Buxton either goes down, and Michael Taylor needs to play like full time, or Buxton uh, they want to keep him off off his feet a little bit. Michael Taylor is able to play center while Buxton can DH. Um, they acquired shortstop Kyle Farmer, as well as starting pitcher Tyler Molly from Cincinnati. Separate trades, but from the same team. Um, as well as starting pitcher Pablo Lopez. So the Twins honestly had themselves, I'd say, a really good offseason here. Uh, we're going to get into it a little bit more. Obviously, in that Pablo Lopez trade, if you didn't hear the full de- details of that, um, from Miami, they traded uh, Luis Arise back to the Marlins, so they're going to be missing that, but regardless, I think they still had um, a pretty serviceable offseason. Uh, moving on to Detroit, early in the offseason, totally forgot this happened until I was doing my research. They brought in, well, brought back, was he on the team last year? Honestly, couldn't tell you. Don't pay attention to the Tigers that much. I'm sorry. Starting pitcher, Matt Boyd, one year, $10 million deal. Also starting pitcher, Michael Lorenzen, one year, $8.5 million. And then in that Gregory Soto trade that we hit on last um, episode that they uh, did with the Phillies, in return, they got infielder Nick Maton, outfielder Matt Veerling, and then catcher Donnie Sands, all who I would assume are going to get significant playing time, much more than they would with the Phillies. I'm absolutely positive of. And yeah, that is Tigers. Moving on to the White Sox. They only made one move. Left fielder Andrew Benintendi, five years, 75 mil. Um, Good move. I don't think it'll be enough for them to kind of wake wipe the uh, the stink off or wash the stink off I guess it's the saying from last year I th- they still have the talent obviously they lost Jose Abreu which we'll get into when I do my whole like you know AL Central breakdown episode not really sure what I'm going to call it yet but so tune in for that but yeah I'm not you know I know you might be like what about Mike Clevenger they signed him but at the moment kind of seems like he's a piece of crap human so MLB is obviously investigating the domestic abuse charges that, well, uh, domestic abuse, um, sorry, claims, or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I Accusations, there's the word. Domestic abuse accusations that his, um, um, I don't know if it was a girlfriend, fiance, wife, just a girl that he happens to have a child with. I'm not entirely sure what the relation is, but yeah. Details from that don't look great, so I didn't want to really include his deal because I don't think he's going to be playing for them this year. White Sox, not really sure what you're doing. You have to know that that is a thing because apparently this happened a while ago. 
So that's what I'm going to say about that. But going back to the positives, yeah, Andrew, Andrew Benatendi, five years, 75 mil. He's a good player. He'll slide in the outfield for them. And there's the White Sox. So moving on from them to the Kansas City Royals, they brought in starting pitcher Ryan Yarbrough on a one-year $3 million deal, as well as starting pitcher Jordan Lyles, two-year 17 mil, as well as starting pitcher Zach Granke, one-year $8.5 million. Uh, this might be the swan song for Zach Granke going back to where it all started. And I, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer for sure, in my opinion. Um, they also brought in relief pitcher, closing pitcher, whatever you want to call him, Aroldis Chapman on a one-year $3.75 million deal. Oh, how the mighty have fallen just a couple years ago. He was a premier closer in the big leagues, and now he's not even getting $4 million to pitch for the Royals. So, yeah, not, I don't, I don't know. Maybe the Royals are hoping he'll be good enough. They can trade him at the deadline and get something, but kind of a weird fit don't really get it um they also traded from you know in that uh Mondesi trade in return they got relief pitcher Josh Taylor so handful of pitchers that the Royals brought in and that was that was their offseason so there was a central um moving on now to the American League West starting with the Houston Astros and this was a somewhat interesting offseason for the Astros obviously coming off of the uh, the World Series win, they immediately like fired their GM, which was really weird. So Jim Crane, their um, their owner, acted as GM and re-signed uh, relief pitcher Rafael Montero, who was virtually unhittable, you know, as a Phillies fan, as you know. I can attest to that. I'm sure you watched the World Series too, but that was agonizing to watch. Yeah, they brought him back three years, $34.5 million, so good on them for that. Um, they also brought in first baseman Jose Abreu to replace Yuli Gurriel, I'm assuming. Uh, three years, $58.5 million was his deal. And then they brought back Michael Brantley, one year, 12 mil. So, yeah, $1 million. Oh, my God, one-year deal on Michael Brantley. He'll probably be an all-star this year because he's great. And it's the Astros organization, so that would only make sense. And, yeah, I really, I mean, they didn't do a, a lot. They didn't really have to because their, divi their, their division, um, their, their roster is pretty much set. They kind of just filled in those holes and then obviously bringing back Montero. And, I mean, yeah, it's the Astros. They're going to be really good. And wouldn't be surprised if Abreu, Brantley, or both of them were all-stars this year. Moving on to the Angels, who seemingly every year have a confusing offseason. This year, they made a, like some. They didn't go after like the big fish and like spend their money weird, which I thought was. It, it was different. We'll see how this works. I don't know if it's necessarily going to. They they brought in starting pitcher Tyler Anderson for three years, thirty nine mil. Um, he was with the Dodgers last year. It was really good. We'll see if that was Anderson finding something or if that was the Dodgers maximizing Anderson and he kind of reverts back to the pitcher that he really is. We'll see. Um, they also brought in third baseman. Well, he played some second as well. Brandon Drury, two years, 17 mil. Of course, on the Padres last year, he got traded midseason from Cincinnati. Um, so they, they have him as well. 
And then they made two other trades. They traded for Mike Trout lookalike Hunter Renfro to play some corner outfield for them, as well as infielder Gio Urshela, probably going to be at third or shortstop, probably third. Well, is Rendon going to play? I don't know. I, we're, I'll do more research on that when it comes to my AL West episode, but he's going to play left side of the infield for them. So, you know, obviously it's not your, your go your uh, your go big or go home type move they kind of they, they made some more low-key moves this year maybe that'll work out I don't know they, they they have bigger things to worry about like if if they're going to be able to re-sign Shohei which they probably won't be so yeah that that's that's the Angels <laughs> that was kind of the downer thing to say but yeah uh moving on Texas Rangers they they, they had themselves in offseason didn't they Bunch of starting pitchers, starting with starting pitcher Jacob DeGrom, five years, $185 million deal. Of course, leaving the Mets. Um, they also brought in starting pitcher Andrew Heaney, two years, 25 mil, as well as Nathan Evaldi, or Eovaldi, uh, two years, 34 mil. And then early in the offseason, traded from Atlanta, was starting pitcher Jacob DeRizzi. So they... And they also re-signed uh, Martin Perez. I don't know why I don't have that here. I just remembered that. I apologize for that. But, yeah, they basically built themselves a rotation in one offseason, which you don't see very often. So that would be kind of cool if that works. I think they're still stretched a little too thin. They're going to need some some really big seasons from from some people like, um, you know, like Josh Young coming up. Um was their first baseman that was really good this year and I can't remember his name oh man that sucks I apologize if I have any Texas Rangers fans listening but um obviously uh Seager and uh, Simeon as well are gonna have to step up um they both had down years last year I'd say um at least in the first half of the season and Simeon especially so hey if it's gonna click it, it like everything really has to click if they want to be good and especially compete with the next team I'm going to talk about, which is the Seattle Mariners and of course the the Astros. So getting into the Seattle Mariners offseason, they only made the one signing, which was left fielder AJ Pollock. Um, I don't think he's going to play every day for them. He's going to be more of a bench piece um, on a one-year seven million dollar deal. Although it's seven million dollars, he might he might play more often than not but then he also they also traded for um uh Teoscar Hernandez to play either corner outfield or DH from Toronto which was uh surprising that the the Blue Jays let him go but then obviously they made the moves that they made to eventually acquire Dalton Varshow so that kind of makes sense you have to free up space um and they also traded for Colton Wong to play second after the, losing Adam Frazier um he came from Milwaukee so yeah, that's the Mariners. Not a ton going on there, but I mean, they they ran into a monster last year in Houston. But other than that, they had themselves a great season. They broke their their streak of not making the 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 postseason after what was it, it was twenty some odd years or something like that. So yeah, the Mariners looking to build on last season, and I'm again didn't do a ton, but I think you know serviceable but I like that for them I like that Teoscar Hernandez uh, deal I really do um, and then rounding this episode out with the Oakland Athletics didn't do a ton we're gonna race through this real quick uh, they brought in second baseman Jace Peterson two years nine and a half million dollars 
Shortstop Aledmus Diaz, two years, $14.5 million. Relief pitcher Trevor May, one year, seven mil. Um, and first baseman Jesus Aguilar, one year, three mil. So um, losing Elvis Andres, Diaz is your, uh, he's your replacement. Trevor May probably looking to get traded halfway through the year. And then Aguilar, I, he, I don't know. Maybe he's still got something left. Maybe he's there to help coach up the young guys because he's been in the league for a while. Not really sure. So, yeah, that's going to wrap up the American League. Um, I did go pretty quickly through that. As you can see, a lot of information, not a ton of opinions there. This is kind of a not necessarily housekeeping episode, but just something to get everything straight really wrap up the offseason in terms of, you know, all the moves that were made. And then in the next couple episodes, I'll start to give my opinions on each team's, you know, offseason as a whole. So, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for me here, guys. I appreciate you listening. If you're a first-time listener, thank you for uh, checking me out. If you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back. If you like if you have liked what you've heard, make sure to share with family, friends, coworkers, whatever. I don't know. Anyone that you think might enjoy listening to me ramble about baseball for a little bit. Um, make sure to follow the Instagram at Dinger Discussions as well as I will be getting a TikTok up as well at Dinger Discussions. Uh, same tag. Um trying to think is anything else i think that's it so i appreciate you for listening again tell your family and friends check in next week for the first um we'll probably start back in the nl we're gonna go uh probably nl east um kind of more opinion based so i don't know what i'm gonna call that yet but we're gonna go like nl east off season opinions that's a bad title but i'll think about it um yeah so thank you for listening and peace